You don't know flag. You Don't Know Flat, a podcast full of stories about retro gaming, retro computing, video games, arcade games, and technology from a guy who was there and still is. My name is Rob O'Hara, but for the next 30 minutes, you can call me Flat. Greetings and salutations, listeners, and welcome to another episode of You Don't Know Flack. On today's episode, we will be talking about Meta's Ray-Ban Smart Glasses. This episode of You Don't Know Flack was made possible by my Patreon supporters. Supporters like Jason Palmer, Joshua Eckroth, and LegsLikeMine.com. If you'd like to support my podcast and other creative ventures, visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. All of my patrons get access to behind-the-scenes blog posts, random videos, access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server, and other additional perks. To find out more details, visit my page. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. You know, the problem with uh, getting new glasses and switching glasses is that sometimes I have trouble reading things. So while I switch glasses, that'll give us a minute to talk during this week's loading time. Loading time. Loading time. Loading time. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Know Flack. The first thing you might notice if you are watching online is that this episode is actually available on YouTube. So if you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. You will see a category. Maybe it'll be under the Sprite category, uh, Sprite Castle. It might be under You Don't Know Flag. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know that I'm going to do these all in video format as well as audio in the future. But this uh, episode, I wanted to show, physically show something. So if you want to see the item that I'm showing and we'll be talking about on this episode, then you might want to watch the video episode. But of course, all my podcasts will always be available uh, in audio format. So no change there. Uh, one thing that has changed here is the temperature. We had the cold front come in. So yesterday the high here was almost 60 degrees in Oklahoma. I think we hit 57, 58 degrees, which was super nice. And this morning it is 17 degrees here in Oklahoma City, which is not so nice. This weekend they are predicting single digit temperatures of 8 degrees Fahrenheit, 7 degrees Fahrenheit on Monday and with a wind chill. They said it could be negative 15 degrees, so we did not get a white Christmas. We did not get any snow, but now here comes the cold, so uh, that's uh, that's Oklahoma for you. Yesterday it was in the 50s, today it's 17, tomorrow it'll be 8, next Thursday we might be swimming. <laughs> that's uh, That's the way the weather goes here in Oklahoma. Um, I have not, this is not technical related, but on a personal relation uh, or story sharing, uh, I have, uh, injured my back somehow. I don't know what I've done. I have a doctor's appointment later this afternoon, so we are going to find out what exactly it is I did and what can be done to fix it. But I've been having back spasms. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, when I roll out of bed, when I try to get out of bed, my back will spasm uh, multiple times to the point where uh, occasionally I've fallen, <laughs> but it's always when I'm getting up out of bed. So the good news is I fell back into bed, which is, I guess, if you're going to fall, that's the best place to do it. Um, but the good news for me is that I, once I get up and around, I mean, after just a few minutes of stretching and, and walking around, it kind of goes away. It's, I still have pain but I don't have that spasm. Uh, but the place where it feels the best is when I'm sitting in this chair. So uh, good news, <laughs> listeners of podcasts. <laughs> I'll be spending a lot of time in this chair, I suspect. So uh, that's uh, that's good news for people that enjoy uh, my content. And content, by the way, includes videos from Big Rob's Van. If you're not following Big Rob's Van, you know what I said? I wasn't going to plug Big Rob's Van on here, so I won't talk about it. But if you did go to youtube.com forward slash at 
Big Rob's van, you would see my latest video where I camped at a casino. And my goal of the casino, the goal of the video was I'm going to make the casino pay me to stay there. So you can watch that video and see if that lofty goal came true or not. Uh, the, the item, the, the meta Ray-Ban sunglasses that I'll be talking about on this episode are one of two technology related gifts that I got for Christmas. The other was a flipper zero. If you're not familiar with that, and I'm barely familiar with it, but I know that it has, uh, created quite a little stir online. The flipper zero is being described as a hacking tool, uh, for script kitties, it allows you to do a lot of different things, um, mostly with intercepting and also reproducing wireless types of signals. I know there's a lot of RFID capabilities in the Flipper Zero. There's uh, I I got the Wi-Fi add-on, so you can play with Wi-Fi wireless packets. I think it can do Bluetooth. It does a lot of uh, things with cell phones. Uh, people, it does RF, um, or IR, I should say. So people have been using it to, um, mess with televisions in public places. I believe they've used it to change gas prices on gas signs. Those are all uses that I'm sure are not induced or endorsed by the people behind Flipper Zero. But as a uh, old hacker at heart, I'm looking forward to playing around with it and, ethical ways of course and I don't even put that in air quotes I mean I you know I will only only play with my own network and my own devices and things like that but it seems like a really interesting device and and uh so I would expect an episode of you don't know flack somewhere down the line on the flipper zero uh as well and the last thing I'll say before we get started on this episode is just a reminder that Monday is Martin Luther King Day. You know, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but when my wife was pregnant with our son, we had a vacation planned and we went to Memphis and we had a great time. And one of the things that we did was toured the uh, Lorraine, I think that's called the Lorraine Hotel, that or the motel, that was the motel where Martin Luther King was assassinated, and now it is a civil rights museum. Uh, it had a big impact on me, and, uh, you know, it, it really, with, with the way things are in the world, uh, the way things have been, and the way things are going, uh, it just kind of resets you, uh, you know, to think about other people, in a more kind way. So that's, that's what I would, would say to you on Martin Luther King day. Um, it's a good time to maybe consciously, uh, practice a little bit of compassion for other people. Maybe that is, uh, strangers in a supermarket or people that you interact with online, whatever that may be. But, uh, that's a good time to, to consciously, think about that and maybe reset some things. So, uh, if you have any feedback about this or any episode of my podcast, you can email me directly at Rob O'Hara at Rob You can join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Robcast. Follow me on Twitter at Commodore or Instagram at Commodore. Come chat with me on the Amigos retro gaming discord server, or leave a message on the podcast hotline, which is four Oh five four eight six. Y-D-K-F. I have found my glasses that I got for Christmas. So uh, with that, let's get started with this episode of You Don't Know Flag. Before I begin talking about these glasses, I want to talk about Bluetooth headsets and more specifically those little Bluetooth earpieces. You remember when those came out and all of a sudden everybody had them and everybody had little Bluetooth things in their ear and it would flash when they were talking, but you didn't always see them. I remember being in a grocery store and the person next to me said, what are you up to? And I turned and I said, nothing. And then they gave me a look and I noticed the thing in their ear. They weren't talking to me. They were talking to somebody else on the thing in their ear. And I think in general, that technology has benefits, but also a downside. You know, the benefit is um, it, it gave us uh, to a certain extent or, or um, expanded hands-free 
conversations. We could talk on the phone in our car, which (laughs) you could argue whether or not we need to be doing that in the first place, but it was hands-free. You could drive and keep your eyes on the road and not do anything with uh, your phone and just have conversations through your Bluetooth headset. And so, you know, from a convenience factor, from uh, a safety factor, it was probably a good thing. It was a bad thing when it came to uh, social annoyance, when it came to sitting in a restaurant and having loud conversations on your Bluetooth thing when other people around you are dining or when you were in a, a public space, maybe you're on a metro or maybe you're at work or whatever the situation was, um, it kind of put people in their own headspace where maybe they just ignored what was going on around them. They weren't paying attention to social cues. And so I don't know that um, everything about them was great. And there's probably a reason that I'm mentioning this as we segue uh, into these glasses that I got for Christmas. Now, these are I keep waving. If you're watching the video, I've been waving around the case that they came in, and we'll talk about the case in a little bit. But as I open these up and remove the glasses, you can see these are Meta's Ray-Ban smart glasses. So these are, I believe, the second version of Meta's smart glasses. And what they've done is they have partnered with Ray-Ban. So if you look at these, they look like uh, Ray-Ban glasses. They look just like Ray-Ban sunglasses, the frames. They feel slightly heavier, but here's, I'm going to say, I'm going to use a caveat. I don't don't own any Ray-Bans because I can't afford Ray-Bans. I have knockoff Ray-Bans and I have a lot of knockoff sunglasses. So I would say these feel a little heavier very ever so slightly heavier than other glasses. Um, once they're on your head and on your face, they feel like regular sunglasses. They don't, it doesn't feel like this heavy thing that's going to fall off your face. So, um, let's go back just a little bit in time. Again, this is the second version of Meta's glasses. Uh, Google had a, they, their Google Glass, if you remember that, uh, that looked like something out of Star Trek. They looked like glasses, and they had a big box on them that looked weird. And people were walking around talking to their glasses and stuff. And they even earned this PG-13 name nickname, which was Glass Holes, uh, because they were super annoying. And it was just like the people with those Bluetooth headsets, not the people that respect people's privacy and personal space, but the people that would stand in the middle of the supermarket and have loud conversations about bodily functions or <laughs> issues with their children or whatever they're doing that you don't want to hear. Uh, so it got a little bit of a bad reputation, but they've come back. Uh, and uh, this uh, version two, again, these are meta They're made by Meta. They're marketed by Meta. The frames are made by Ray-Ban. And uh, I believe the old ones were called Meta Stories. Uh, And these are just the Meta Ray-Ban smart glasses. So let's talk about what they can do. Uh, They can do a lot of things. Uh, And so I will just go through them. Uh, By the way, before I get started, I want to tell you that these are um, available for through Amazon uh, for $299, $300. Let's say $300. So, so all the stuff that I'm going to tell you about, I just want you to keep that price point in mind because it's not a $1,000 item. Like a $1,000 item would be pretty prohibitive for a lot of people. $300 is, you know, not cheap. But it is an obtainable thing. A lot of people can afford something for $300. They save up for it a little bit. But they're also not $50, right? They're not toy kid giveaway kind of things yet. But $300, you know, it puts it in that range of VR headsets and, uh, you know, maybe a video gaming console or maybe a couple of year old video gaming console. Uh, but anyway, that's that's the price range that we're talking about, this $300 uh, price range. So uh, first of all, when you order them, uh, and my wife ordered these again. She ordered these for me for Christmas. We had kind of talked about it, but it was still a surprise. You can order it with three different types of lenses. The first is a complete uh, clear lens. 
so so that is um uh you know basically they look like reading glasses but they would just be clear glass in here uh you can also order them i guess there's four things you could do uh the four the second one is you can order them with transition lenses and that's what these are so when you're indoors these are clear when you go out in the sun they turn into sunglasses so they're they're that um, transitional type of lens that you've seen probably on other uh, uh sunglasses the third thing is you could get them just as plain sunglasses. So I, this that's a cool look, right? Like that takes me back to the 80s and Tom Cruise and, and wearing the Ray-Ban sunglasses and stuff. However, if you're going to be using these inside, that's not super practical. If you're going to be sitting at your desk working all day wearing sunglasses, I can't do that. Um, maybe you can, but I can't. So, uh, but that is, that is an alternative. And then the fourth one is you can actually have your prescription lenses put in these. So if you have a prescription uh, on file with your eye doctor, Lens Crafters is an authorized uh, company they're authorized to replace lenses on these meta glasses. So you can go to lens crafters, you can give them, you know, they can pull up your prescription and you can have those lenses put in here, which is what I need to do. It's why I'm not wearing these as I'm doing this episode, because I have all my notes on the computer and with these on, I can't read my notes. <laughs> I will admit to having in public put these on over reading glasses. And I will do that uh, just so you can see on the video. Uh, it's, it's a look. <laughs> it's not gonna win you over uh with the opposite sex it's not something that people are gonna find attractive but uh, in a few cases i have done that so we'll talk about some uh times where i have used these in public already and what is uh what that's like so let's talk about what is uh, the options and the features that are on these glasses well before i say that i should say this um uh, these are made by Meta. So to use these, you have to have two things. Number one, you have to have a Facebook account. That's the way it is. They're made by Meta. Meta owns uh, Facebook. They own Instagram, uh, Threads, and uh, WhatsApp. So uh, these are made by Meta. It's a Meta product. You have to have a Meta account. So if you're one of those people that says, I hate Zuckerberg, I will never have a Meta account, then uh, I mean, I hope you keep watching or listening to the episode, but you won't own these. That's the only way that you can use them. It's just like Google's VR headset and stuff. That's the way it works. The other thing is you have to have a smartphone. These are highly uh, rely on the power of a smartphone. They transmit things to and from the smartphone, your pictures and things like that. We'll, we'll get into all that. Uh, but you have to have a smartphone. Uh, you can do certain things with these, without a smartphone, very limited amount of things, uh, but whatever data gets stored in these glasses, uh, you can't get it off the glasses without using your smartphone. So let's just say smartphone is is required uh, for, for using these. Um, I mean, for the most part, these look like regular sunglasses, and especially if you looked at them from a foot or two away, you know, I don't think, um, you know, it, but when you look at them close, you could find a few giveaways. The most obvious giveaway are these two little lenses that are on the front corners of the glasses. There's one in each corner, right, like right in the very corner by where the arm folds, uh, but they're on the front. They are front facing. One of them is a camera lens. The other one is an LED uh, we're going to talk all about that. Uh, on the arm itself is a button. This button can be used uh, for a few different features, which we'll talk about. On the inside of the arm is the on-off switch. I honestly haven't found a lot of reasons to turn it off because when I'm done using them, I put them back in the case. And when they're charging in the case, they don't seem to be doing anything. So, uh, but you know, I guess, I guess some people turn their electronics off <laughs> as he looks to a server that's been running for 10 years. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, there is an on off switch. The frame also has five microphones, which are located around here. So the microphones are used for, uh, you could use these as a Bluetooth headset. 
uh, making phone calls, which we'll talk about. Um, and also when you record video. So when you watch video back, you actually do get like a surround sound stereo audio on your video recordings, which is pretty cool. And it uses those for noise canceling. So um, when you're making phone calls specifically, I have noticed that the people on this call can't hear people around me who are talking and the people that are around me more or less can't hear the conversations I'm having. Again, a lot of this uh, we will talk about. Uh, there also on the inside here is a little LED. This can be controlled through the app, uh, a bright, I think there's a high, medium, and low setting. But when you're doing things like taking pictures or whatever, it flashes on the inside of the lens. So you kind of see it out of the corner of your eye and it lets you know that the glasses are doing something. Now, again, you could turn that all the way down so that it's just a really dim light or you can make it really bright so it's a bright reminder. But uh, other people can't see that. You're really the only, only the person wearing the glasses uh, are able to see that. So um, that's pretty much um, the features. Also, these are USB rechargeable. Um, but you wouldn't plug a USB cable into them. You recharge them through the case container. And so if you lose the container, you've lost the functionality of the glasses. You've got to keep this glasses case. And so when you open this case, uh, you'll notice that there's a tiny little connector in here. Uh, which I'll try to show you in the video, but you probably won't be able to see that. Uh, but when the glasses go in the case, they plug into that and it's it's seamless. You don't have to force it. You don't have to line it up. It just works and it works every time. Uh, and so this is kind of like uh, iPhone AirPods or some earbuds where the case is the charger. So you charge the case and the case charges the glasses. So I don't know how many times you can recharge the glasses with the case, but it's a lot because uh, I've only charged this case once or twice and uh, I've used the glasses quite a bit. You'll notice uh, when you close it, you get a little light here on the button that shows you, a green light shows you what the charge level is. And then on the back or the bottom, I should say, of the glasses case is a USB-C charging port. So again, you know, when you're around, you're uh, at, at home, at your desk or something, you would charge your case. You could charge it with the glasses in there or without the glasses. It doesn't matter. But when you're done with the glasses, you fold them up, put them in the case, and uh, it recharges the glasses. You get it. Uh, the battery in the glasses, it says is good for about four hours of moderate use. That means, uh, you know, using it as a headset, you get four hours straight use. If you're using it, um, you know, for listening or on phone calls or whatever, they're going to last for about four hours. If you're not using them for the entire four hours, they'll easily last a day between charges. It's not a big deal. But the other thing is, if you're like me and you're paranoid of breaking these, when you're done using them, you're going to put them back in that case. And when you put them back in the case, they're charging. So I haven't run into a situation yet where the battery life has become an issue. I haven't, uh, you know, been out recording or doing something and then run out of battery. It just hasn't happened. Also that case, if you're like me, I mean, you know, I, I kind of wear baggy jeans anyway, but that case fits in my front pocket. So I've been out and about. And then when I'm done with the glasses, I fold them up and, and I've got the case in my pocket. So, uh, so it hasn't really been an issue for me. Uh, the entry use of these, I, I would say, I guess, uh, would be as a Bluetooth headset. These will connect to your phone, iOS or Android. Uh, and, uh, you can use them as a Bluetooth headset for making phone calls. I'm going to tell you this, and I don't say this, uh, like I'm not blowing smoke. Do people still say that? I still say that. I'm not blowing smoke. Um, it is the best Bluetooth headset I own. I own uh, these, um, this is the good thing about video, I can show you, but I have these um, uh, earpods, uh, these are um, Edifer, I have two pairs of these that are pretty dang good, and I also have these Sonys, uh, which uh, I, I, I don't use as much because they're, they're big, <laughs> and they, they're like a big thing that uh, hangs out of my ear when I use them. 
and then I also have like a, a Jabra headset, Bluetooth headset. By far, these glasses sound the best, uh, both uh, when I'm listening to other people on the phone and when I'm talking. I've made multiple phone calls with these. And I've asked people what the sound quality is, and they said, aren't you just holding the phone up to your ear? Nobody could tell. And the other Bluetooth headsets I have, most of them sound pretty good, but people could tell you're on a Bluetooth headset. People can't tell with this. It just sounds that good. Uh, it, I mean, the it's got to have to do with the noise canceling and all the microphones or whatever, but it's it's working overtime to make phone calls sound good. Now, how do you hear? Well... Not so good these days. <laughs> I like to make jokes uh, <clears throat> for my own entertainment. There are, uh, you won't be able to see these on the video, but on the bottom of the arms, there are tiny little pinholes. I, I don't know if they're on the inside of the arm or on the bottom of the arm. They are tiny, tiny pinhole speakers that are directionally pointed at your ear hole. Okay, so this is not, um, what is the other technology, the bone induction sound? It's not that. These are tiny speakers that point at your ear canal, okay? Um, so you might say, can other people hear your conversations? If you turn them up loud enough, they can. In my experience, I can listen to music or make phone calls and turn the volume on my phone up to about 50%. Uh, and they sound really good at 50%. I can listen to music. I can make phone calls. And um, no one around me can hear the the music or the, or the conversations. When I turn it up past that, they can. The sound will bleed out at that point. Also, this uh, the Meta Glasses have a lot of audio feedback for different things that you're doing. When you take a picture, it makes a sound like an old camera, you know, goes like that. So, you know, you're taking a picture. If you have your volume up too high, people around you will hear that notification. If you have your volume at about 50% or less, they won't hear it. You'll be the only one that hears it. So um, that that's been my experience with the uh, speaker so far. <clears throat> now I've already alluded to the fact that there is a camera built in, uh, the camera is this one as, as I'm looking at it, or if they're on my face, uh, it is the lens on the left and the lens on the right is the built in led. The camera lens is an HD lens. It is, what is that? 1920 by 1080, but it is vertical. It is locked into portrait mode. Um, why is that? It's because these are made by meta. And so what they want people to do is use these with Facebook or Instagram uh, and to make videos on Instagram and Facebook that would be vertically oriented for cell phones. Uh, if you're making content on YouTube, you really want horizontal content, right? You want it to be so that it looks good on people's TVs. But if you're making content for people's phones, you want it to be vertical. And so these are designed for that. Now, that being said, I have shot a lot of video in HD using these. And on my, in fact, on my latest episode of Big Rob's Van, I shot a bunch of footage inside my local casino. I used these glasses. I wasn't trying to be particularly sneaky because people shoot video with their phones in casinos all the time. But I was wearing these glasses, and then what I did was I blew the video up so that it would fill uh, a widescreen shot. So you're going to lose some resolution if you do that, but it still looks pretty good. It doesn't, it doesn't look terrible. Um, <clears throat> now, these glasses, uh, the uh, cameras, the two cameras, whether it's the still camera or the video, can be activated in one of two ways. And the first is with this tiny button that is right here on the front right, uh, towards the almost toward the lens of the right arm. So uh, with the glasses on, you can just reach up and uh, tap the button and one quick little tap and it will take a picture. It'll make this sound. You'll hear it in the ear things. Uh, it will take a picture and the LED, I have to point to the, the uh, on my right. So if you're looking at me, it would be the left, but for me, it's the right. The little LED will go off 
almost like a flash, but it's not bright like a flash. And and we're going to get to the LED in just a moment. The other thing you could do is record video. So if you hold that button down uh, just a split second longer, it will start recording a video. And the videos are limited to 60 seconds. Uh, there are a couple of ways around that. And in fact, um, uh, because this is a meta product, meta products like Facebook and Instagram will recognize these. And so you can do a live stream. So I believe it says on a live stream, you're limited to 30 minutes. So you could do a, instead of, if you needed to record a longer video than 60 seconds, you could do a Facebook live stream and then later go onto your Facebook and you could download that video. So that's kind of a way around it. Um, in my experience, I, th- I thought that when I heard that, I thought that was a very limiting uh, feature. I thought being limited to one minute video clips was very limiting. As I started using these in the real world, I found it's not limiting. Uh, when you're, you know, in a casino, you want a shot of a machine and something happening. You don't want five minutes of that. You really want 10 to 15 seconds of that. Uh, if you're looking at something out in nature or something, you really don't need a five minute video. Uh, you know, you need a short video. So do I wish it would record forever? Sure. But, but it doesn't, that's a limitation. So that that's something to, um, uh, to keep in mind now, <clears throat> Again, uh, when you take a picture, you get an audio feedback. Uh, when you take a picture or start a video, you also get a, a video feedback. When you take a video, the entire time the video is going, the LED lights up and it pulses. Okay. Now, it is a white LED. It's not super bright. So I think the universal signal of a camera recording is a red light, but this is not a red light. It's a soft white light. So subconsciously, I don't think people realize that you're recording. Uh, and I want to talk about ethics, but, but we're not there yet. We're going to talk about that. Um, but the whole time you're recording, this light is kind of pulsing. Now, it's not, again, it's not very bright. And if you block it, it doesn't work. Uh, if you block the light lens with your hand or, or whatever, and try to start recording, it will say, or a piece of tape, which is what every single person that buys these, including me and everyone that I've talked to about them says, can you cover it with tape? If you do that, it says the light lens is covered, uh, and it won't start. You need to unblock, unblock the light is what it says. Okay. Now, um, the other thing I was going to mention is that uh, the other way to start these is through voice control. Uh, so, you know, with phones, we could say, hey, you know, and I don't say it because I don't want my podcast to trigger your phone. But uh, sometimes I, I say, hey, Sarah, <laughs> because you know who I'm talking about or hey, Alexandria. Right. Um, so uh, these report to Meta. And so you could say, hey, Meta. And uh, the the glasses make a little boop, boop, like noise in your ear. And then you can say things. Uh, and there's not a lot of voice commands. But uh, take a picture is one. So as you're walking, you could say, hey, Meta, take a picture. And the glasses go, and they take a picture. You could say, hey, Meta, start recording. And hey, Meta, stop recording, which is convenient. Uh, you could say, hey, batter, or uh, hey, Meta, what's the remaining battery life? And it will tell you uh, what that is. Um, but... There are two other voice features. The first is you can ask it a question, and I'm not entirely sure if it's using Google, if it's using their own information, but you can say things like, hey, Meta, I need directions, you know, to here or, you know, and it goes through your phone and it'll say you need directions and then it will, it'll sit there and give you directions as you're walking to get where you need to go, or you can ask questions. Hey, Meta, you know, what's the temperature today? And it'll search for a second, and then it'll tell you what the temperature is, you know. So you have access basically to the internet, which you already have through your smartphone. And this is what's strange about these glasses, is that it eliminates this this um, 
this layer, you know, when you're when you see someone walking around with their phone and they're holding their phone up like this or they're walking and they're looking at their phone like this, like that is a layer that's between you and that person. They're looking at that phone, right? But the glasses remove that layer and it's very strange. It's disconcerting when you first use them because all of a sudden you're getting information in your ears that other people aren't getting. So as I'm sitting there on the, like I put these on and I was in the car and I said, Hey Meta, you know, uh, what is this or whatever? And it starts talking. And then I guess I triggered the NPR. I, I was listening to NPR and it starts playing the NPR. And then my wife started asking me and I was like, Whoa, whoa hold on. And she goes, what's the matter? And I was like, I'm listening to NPR. And she goes, you are like, she had no idea that, that this was playing, you know, NPR. I was listening to a show. So, um, it's kind of weird. It's kind of your own little reality that other people aren't necessarily in. Again, there's no visual feedback. You're not seeing pictures or anything like that, but the audio stuff that you're getting, you can get a lot of, uh, of information that other people uh, aren't getting. Um, so let's talk about this um, uh, LED. The LED is not here for technical reasons. The LED is here for ethical reasons. The LED is so when you're wearing these glasses, if you're recording someone, they know you're recording in theory. Okay. Now, number one, as I already said, the, the light is not very bright and it's a white pulsing light. So, that's not what we associate with being recorded. Again, you know, with ever since the 80s and camcorders, we associate a red light. If you see a camera, a video camera with a red light, that's recording us. This doesn't look like that. The other thing is it's really only, no, it's not noticeable in daytime at all. In daytime, you can't see the light. It's only noticeable in medium to darker rooms. Like imagine maybe a, not a well-lit restaurant uh, or a place like that, but it also is only noticeable if you're looking directly at the light. So if you're looking slightly to the left or the right, people don't see the light. I was really self-conscious about using these in public for the first time. And so I made up an entire story about how these are only audio uh, and I'm just listening to music and the light must mean I need a charge or that music is playing or something. And I've used these in public 20 times so far and no one has ever asked me about the light. Um, I mean, and, and now I've experimented with the light, but <laughs> even with no experimentations, uh, no one ever asked me about the light. It's just not that noticeable. And again, um, it, it's not, um, people aren't familiar with these yet. And so th that's not what they're expecting that, you know, it's people, if you saw, like, if you saw, a, I don't know, if you saw a pair of gloves that had a blue light on them and then you just be like, ah, oh, that guy's got gloves that have blue lights on them. But then five years from now you go, Oh, lights with blue or uh, gloves with blue lights. That means they're recording their audio. Well, I didn't know that. You know, so people don't know what this light, they haven't seen these glasses and they don't know what this light is. Now, if these become more mainstream and people become more aware of them, then they might look at them. But I'm telling you this, I was able to walk through a casino wearing these film. And again, casino, it's, it's legal to film in. People film with their cameras all the time. But I was able to walk around and film all that I wanted Nobody looked at me twice. Nobody asked me any questions. It just wasn't a deal. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. So, so that's the thing. Now, as I mentioned, every single person I've showed these to or talked to these, uh, talked about these two has said, can you cover the lens or can you cover the light? That's what everybody wants to know. That's what I wanted to know. Right. I am, uh, a hacker at heart. You know, I love uh, messing around with stuff, taking stuff apart, uh, fiddling with stuff, getting around stuff. Uh, and I will say this. Here's your caveat. Uh, Facebook or Meta says blocking the light 
or messing with the light is a violation of terms of service. So I think if you put a YouTube video up that says, here's how I defeated the light, they might disable your account. They might come after you uh, on YouTube. I don't, I don't really know what they would do, but, um, but it does say as part of the terms of service, you're not supposed to mess with the light. So my caveat is that I have played around with the light for my own personal use in this room. And that's that. So if you go to YouTube, there are a lot of videos from people saying, how do you block this light? And then they, all the videos say you can't, well, you can, but you got to know how this thing works. Uh, and then you'll know what the limitations are. So I've looked at this under a magnifying glass. And if you look at the light lens, uh, it's kind of almost like a glass tube. Like you remember those solar tubes that people put in their ceilings, uh, for a while. It's like that. It's almost like a little, uh, tube and the led is set back in the tube just a little bit. So the light kind of bounces around. The light is not on the very outside of the lens. It's kind of set back in there just a little bit. And then, so the led is in the middle and surrounding the led is a circle of sensors. Now, I don't know, uh, uh, like technically, I don't think they've released and said exactly what the sensors are or how the sensors work. But what I believe, a lot of people think that they're light sensors. I don't think that's the case. I think they are proximity sen uh, sensors because um, if you put something on that that it could sort of see through, it will still work. Uh, but if you completely block it out, it, it won't work. But it also works in pitch black. So if it were pitch black, there wouldn't be any light coming back, uh, but a proximity type sensor, uh, you know, would work. So I think that's how it's detecting whether or not uh, the uh, lens, uh, you know, the, the LED is covered. So the first thing I did was I put a piece of electrical tape over it and started recording. And then the glasses will tell you, sorry, the LED is blocked. You need to unblock it before I will record. So you can't record if this is completely blocked. That's out of the question. Um, I put a dollar bill over it and it does work. And not that I'm going to walk around with a dollar bill stuck to my face, but there's enough of the light that will go through a dollar bill. And so it's just kind of a soft glow instead of a LED that, that's that's um, shining in your face. <clears throat> um, so a dollar bill does work, Right. So I did some experimenting. The first of all is I have some pinstriping tape, which is pretty thin. Uh, I want to say it's an eighth of an inch uh, wide. And I put a strip right across the middle. And I have black. So I put a strip right across, across the middle. Uh, and the glasses still work because enough of those proximity sensors are still working. <clears throat> um, so... It doesn't seem like all the sensors have to be able to work. It seems like some of the sensors have to work. And and then the light just kind of glowed from above and below where the tape was. But but that did work. Um, then I tried, uh, I bought, uh, if you're watching the video, I'll show you. I bought a sheet of uh, window tint. <laughs> and uh, it's funny that I bought a uh, $10 roll of window tint. And if you're watching the video, you can see I've cut out a tiny little corner <laughs> of it just for experimenting. And I also bought, which I didn't have, I can't believe I didn't have one of these, uh, a hole punch. And so what I did was I punched holes out of the window, uh, tape. Uh, and, and this is a, it's not window tint. It's, well, it is window tint, but it's not car window tint. It's the tint designed to go in your window to block the sun. And so I punched out little holes and I stuck them on here. But the problem is, is that that tint isn't sticky. So I stuck it on here with uh, some saliva. <laughs> and because I didn't want to permanently stick something to the lens. What I'll probably, if I go that route, I would use uh, maybe like a glue stick or something that would go on here, but not, not be that permanent, you know. Uh, and that worked. That does work. So it, it greatly, this is like car tint, you know, it's tinting out the light. Now, you're shining a direct light at, uh, uh, at tent. So it will come through, but it's just not as bright and it kind of diffuses it. One thing I didn't test is I found translucent vinyl tape on Amazon, which it says could be applied to light bulbs. I didn't buy that because it's $13 a roll. 
Uh, and I again, I need a. It says uh, I think it's fifty foot roll, and I need you know a quarter of an inch. So I didn't want to pay thirty dollars for a quarter of an inch of tape, but uh, I suspect that would work as as well. You know, plus it would be sticky. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy the roll of tape. Uh, if you support me on Patreon, now you know where your money goes. Me trying to mess with the uh, smart glasses. <laughs> um, so. As, as we continued, uh, you know, one of the things I thought is if you could cover the most of the light, how could you cover the most of the light but uh, leave the sensors around? And so my wife said, could you make an X with the pinstripe? And I said, you know, the thing is I'm not dexterous uh, enough to be able to do that. You have to be pretty good with sticking the tape and doing all that. Uh, but my wife has a Cricut printer, and so she printed – a small, tiny letter X, and we stuck it on the lens. And so that's where we're at right now. Um, and again, this is just playing around in the house. I, I don't need to do this going out in public. I'm not being a spy or whatever, but uh, just playing around just to see how much can can you get away with doing that. Uh, and that works. Uh, so so the, uh, the light is greatly, probably reduced 90%. Um, <clears throat> so... I would say in the uh, normal operating thing, if you're looking at someone, they would notice. But if you're looking off to the side, 45 degree angle or something, they probably wouldn't notice. Uh, with it like this, I don't think people would notice if you're looking at them in their face. Um, so, you know, again, we're, I want to get into... Um, uh, the ethics of doing that. Uh, again, reminder, messing around with the LED is a violation of the terms of service. I have read online some people took um, uh, black nail polish and put it on the end of a toothpick and a tie, uh, applied the tiniest little dot on the end of the lens. But if you get it where it covers those sensors, uh, it's... Um, um, it's no good. You're going to have to start over and you're going to be scraping fingernail polish off of $300 lens on the front of your glasses. Um, ideally there would be a way to hack, hack it through software. I don't have the ability to do that. And these have a firmware that is signed through meta. All of this has to work with meta. So uh, it would have to be able, it would have to be pretty sneaky uh, to be able to do that. Somebody may do that someday, but that day is not today. So if you're buying these glasses, I would say this, like one of my things is I've always wanted to do videos where I go shopping like at thrift stores or antique stores and record that. And I don't want to have my phone out the whole time, waving the phone around while I'm shopping. Well, these will do that. These will do that. And if the light's on, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, if people say, oh, that guy's recording. I'm not doing anything sneaky. That's fine. I'm recording. You know, I want people to know that. <clears throat> um, but I, I know that that's a point of contention for a lot of people, this light. And so um, I expect to see other people come up with better ideas than a, a sticker printed from a cricket uh, stuck on there. But that, <laughs> that's what, that's what I was doing to experiment with. Um, to talk a little bit about the ethics, you know, um, there's an argument. There's an argument that says you, you, the reason that the lights are on these is because you shouldn't be recording people without their knowledge. Okay. That is a ethical question. Should you record people without their knowledge? Okay. People with their cell phones record people every day without their knowledge. I see people all the time. I know I'm in the background of a million people's home videos and cell phone videos where they're filming on the street, filming in the store, filming at a concert. And I'm in all those videos and nobody asked me to be in their videos. So, if, you know, the, the law says if you're in a public place, uh, you're consenting to, to being filmed because it's public, right? So if you're in a park or on the street or whatever, you, you can film whatever you want. <clears throat> There's one argument that says, why do these have uh, a light that has to warn people they're being recorded when our phones don't have a light? And you can record people with your phone and there's no visual uh, notification on the back that you're filming. And I agree with that, but I also disagree with that because I think, um, I don't know what a term for this is. I just kind of made up a term that I'm calling like an agreed upon um, social language. But when I'm doing this or when I'm doing this and holding a phone like this, 
you know I'm recording. Like we have this understanding in our culture. Maybe it's an accepted cultural signal that you're recording with your phone. And we don't have an agreed upon social awareness that I'm recording it with my glasses. That doesn't exist yet. So the light is that notification that says, hey, I'm doing something. The problem is that people don't speak that language yet. If I were looking at you and there's a light on my glasses, you don't know that that means this is recording. And if you asked me, I could lie. I could say, oh, you know, one of the things is, one of the reasons that my wife bought me this is because I've talked about this on podcasts before, but I have um, deteriorating vision. My vision is slowly getting worse uh, and uh, because of a genetic disease called Stargardt's disease. And the ultimate... Uh, uh, the end of the road diagnosis for Stargardt's is I will eventually become legally blind. Um, now that doesn't mean that the lights go out. What that means is, is it's just like macular degeneration. If you know, maybe an older person that has macular degeneration and they lose the uh, ability for their, uh, straight ahead or their detailed vision, but they still have their peripheral vision. This is the exact same thing. It's just a different cause. It's not caused by old age. It's caused by a genetic defect. So I, I came up with an entire excuse of, you know, Hey, I'm recording and I go, how these are for low vision. I need these for my vision and thing, which is ironic because what I'm wearing them, I can't see as good as I can with my normal glasses on. Um, but, but that would be, you know, um, an excuse, but nobody's asked. Nobody has literally, nobody at the casino, nobody, I did some recording at a store. Nobody has come up to me and said, Hey, why are your glasses flashing? Nobody has asked. So, so that awareness just doesn't exist yet in culture. And if these don't catch on, if you don't end up knowing somebody that has these, uh, or you see them on television or something like that, then that may never, it may, this may end up being a niche product, uh, that, that people just aren't aware of what that light is, uh, is saying, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, again, I, I think that there's is just the lack of a physical action or activity or notification that you're recording someone. You have these on and you could touch your glasses. Who notices you touching your glasses? People touch I touch these glasses all the time in the exact same way. I could touch those glasses. Um and and you could the uh meta notifications are it I mean because it has so many microphones you could say it really quietly. You don't have to shout like hey meta <laughs> take a picture. I mean you could just mumble under your breath hey meta, you know that sort of thing and it works. So um so you're not drawing attention to yourself using these. So um and again there is a there's a legal argument and there's an ethical argument, right? Like if you were in a a uh, restaurant or something uh, are you supposed to film other people? Do people do it with their camera? I mean, it, there's really no difference between this and your phone. The only difference is people don't know you're doing it with glasses and they do see you doing it with your phone. Although I've recorded plenty of people and taken plenty of pictures of people that didn't know they were in my videos or pictures either. So I don't know. There's some, some interesting, uh, technological and ethical, and legal conversations, I think, that haven't fully come out yet about these. Um, so anyway, let's get back to talking about the uh, the videos and the pictures. Now, when you take a video or a picture, they are stored on the glasses. Okay, you can't access any of that data while they're on the glasses. So you got to get it from the glasses to your phone. Well, how would you do that? Well, guess what? There's an app, the uh, Meta Ray-Ban, uh, Ray-Ban smart, uh, app. I'm, you know, I'm going to look and see, uh, on my phone. I think it's called, yeah, it's called meta view. So you open up meta view and it says, Hey, there's content on your glasses. Do you want to get it on your phone? So when you do that, it makes a Wi-Fi connection to the glasses. And this is something that I've seen on some other, uh, several other items recently is that this wants both a Bluetooth connection for normal usage. And then it wants a Wi-Fi connection for transferring the videos and stuff over. So a lot of, a lot of connections. Um, but, uh, it will connect to your glasses temporarily over Wi-Fi 
and copy the data to your phone, but it doesn't copy it to your camera roll, or I, I don't know if that's what uh, Android calls it, but the iOS, it doesn't copy it there. It copies it to the app. So then you get a list of photos and videos on the app, and then you can highlight all those and say, save those to the camera roll. So it's multiple steps to get it to your phone because what I do is I sync my camera roll on my phone to the computer using Dropbox. So to take a video and get it into today's video, I've got to shoot a video with this. I've got to use the app to sync it to the app. I have to use the app again to sync it to the camera roll. Then I have to use Dropbox to sync it from the phone to my PC where I would do the video editing. If you do your video editing on the, on the phone, then that's one less step. But uh, yeah, so there's, it's, it doesn't just go from the, the glasses to your computer. There, there are um, uh, a few, you know, different steps of getting that from uh, uh, point A to point B. Um, again, uh, I mentioned this at the top of the program and I will repeat it that this is a meta product. I've said, I think I've said the word meta enough, but again, to do all that, to log into the meta view app, you, it wants your Facebook account. So you've got to be on Facebook. And again, like I said, to some people, they say that's a no starter for me. Then that's a no starter for you. There's no work around, around that. So, um, and I am aware that, um, you know, on your phone, when you have uh, Sarah enabled and you say, hey, Sarah, and the phone says, yep, you know the phone was listening, which means the phone's listening all the time. And so that is part of this technology that concerns me a little bit because if this has camera lenses uh, and microphones and all that, then uh, even if I'm not using it, is someone at Meta able to monitor that? What about the content that I record? Are they able to monitor that? <clears throat> There's a terms of service that's 20 pages long that we all say, I accept these terms of service. I don't really know what's in there. So um, maybe, I'm hoping not, but it is. it does feel a little bit like you're opening up your life and your world a little bit to old Zuckerberg, although he knew everything about me already. Now I'm gonna. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm gonna throw up some uh, B-roll here, and I want to tell you about one of the first times I used these glasses. Now I live in a town that our main landmark is a giant flour mill. The flour mill was built in the late 1800s. It is by far the largest building in my town. Uh, the flour mill is my town's identity. Our football team. I mean, it's the town is Yukon. I'm not hiding the town, uh, but our football team, we're the Millers because of the flour mill. We're the Yukon Millers. <clears throat> if you were to make, if you look up something for Yukon, Oklahoma, you'll see the flour mill. That is, you know, our, the, I mean, if, uh, you know, we have the Miller man, that's our football team's mascot and our school's mascot. The flour mill itself might as well be the town's mascot. I have seen the flour mill Every time I go into town my entire life, for 50 years I've been seeing this flour mill. They, re But I've never been inside. It's not a functioning flour mill. It hasn't been functioning in my lifetime. Um, but there is a side add-on, a very small little building, and someone has rented it and started having um, thrift sales there, once a month thrift sales. So for the first time in my life, I was able to go inside the mill that I've seen uh, my entire life. Right. So it was a big deal. So I wanted to capture that, but I also kind of wanted to share that. And so what I did was right before we went in, I opened up, um, Facebook live and, or Facebook, you know, and then said go live. And it says, do you, you know, there's an option to use your front camera or back camera. And then it says double tap the button on your glasses to switch to your glasses. And that's what it did. It switched to these glasses and I was able to go through a thrift store rummage sale. I dug through DVDs. I looked at an extension cord that I ended up buying and I was narrating the entire time. And, and friends of mine were like, this is the first time I ever did a live stream, I believe on Facebook. So people were like, what is he doing? And, and tuned in. Um, and it was, it was kind of a fun little thing. Now, again, as I mentioned before, this was before I had played around with the led light at all. 
Nobody asked me uh, what I was doing. Nobody said, what are those glasses? Nobody said, why is there a light on those glasses? I was recording when we checked out, when we paid, as I was looking at the cashier and, and uh, the assistants who were handling uh, you know, the, the merchandise and stuff. Nobody asked me. So even, like I said, even in the default um, configuration, there's the light is so unobtrusive that it's just not a showstopper. If you, and if I don't, it turns out that, that we know the people that were doing this sale. And so if they had asked me, then I would say, and I've never, I haven't shown the footage of those people, um, you know, of, of checking out. It was more of a test on my part to see if someone would notice. Uh, and if someone said, Oh, what are you doing? You know, uh, I mean, I'm not just going to go around going, I'm recording, uh, I'm recording right now. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do that because the point of the video is not, uh, anybody that's in my video in that video was incidental, you know, like as I'm looking at things, someone might walk past me or next to me and they're not the focus of the video. Um, but if I were to use the footage of checking out and the cashier or something, I would get that person's permission. And actually, if I were going to do it, uh, again, I was doing a test, to see if someone would notice the lights. But if I weren't doing a test, then I would tell them, I would say, Hey, by the way, these are smart glasses and they're recording. Is that okay? You know, so that, that's just the way, um, uh, that's the way I roll. <laughs> uh, as I like to say now, again, uh, as I mentioned, if I were just doing videos and storing them on the glasses, they would be limited to one minute. But because I was doing that, uh, face Facebook live video, it just streamed. I think it ran for about 10 minutes, you know, and, um, uh, just, um, just didn't have any problems with it at all. It was, it was kind of neat, you know? So, um, I want to talk about the final feature and this is a feature that's being rolled out right now. We talked about how you can use them as a, a Bluetooth headset. You could use them as a Bluetooth, you know, for making calls, listening to music. You could, uh, take pictures, you could take video, um, you can, uh, use it to get information, right? You could say, um, you know, Hey, uh, uh, meta, give me directions. Hey meta. Um, you know, what's the temperature, I, anything that you would say that you would ask, you know, Google or whatever you could do. Okay. But there's a new feature that's being rolled out. And I think this is the, um, the killer app. I think this is the killer app of, uh, of these glasses is that meta is building in a backend AI program that will interpret what you're looking at and then give you information about it. So you can, with the glasses on, you could, you could look at your phone and say, Hey meta, look and tell me what this is. And it will take a picture You'll hear the picture go off. So it's not, not doing it all the time, right? It'll take that picture. It sends it to their back end, and it comes back and says, you're looking at an iPhone. I believe that's an iPhone. Okay. Um, I watched a demonstration online of someone using it and they looked at a steak laying on a grill and they said, Hey meta, how long should I cook that for? And it took the picture. It took about five seconds and it says, I believe that is a 12 ounce ribeye. And then it said, here's the temperature and how long you should cook it. Um, that's the killer app is being able to see what I'm seeing and give me the information. What is this? How do I do this? Give me instructions on this. How do I repair this? Where am I? What is this building? What is this statue? Any of that stuff. Um, I can't, speak now about the full capabilities of that because I don't have that option. They're rolling it out in January. They're literally rolling it out this month. Um, a lot of people have said they have it and all the people that say they have it surprisingly are in and around, um, the Bay area <clears throat> near the meta headquarters. So that appears to be where they rolled it out first and then it's making its way across the country. So I'm waiting for that feature to be enabled, but uh, I, I mean, I think that's the killer app. I think if you can walk into maybe a toy store and pick up something or a thrift store and pick up something and say, you know, what is this? How much is it worth? Or something like that. And have the, if it could do that, like, like we don't really know everything it could do, but it seems to be able to do a lot. 
And uh, so especially, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun toy. First of all, second of all, it's a, a massively powerful tool, you know, uh, just for, for normal people for daily use. Right. Um, if you have a need for it, but third of all, I think for people with poor vision or failing vision, I think it's going to be invaluable. I think you'll be able to look at something and say, Hey, meta read this to me and it will do it. I think you'll be able to say, Hey meta, you know, what am I looking at? What am I holding? What am I seeing? And it will be able to do that. And if, if it could do that, um, then it's not a toy. It's a technological miracle <laughs> and it will open doors for a lot of people. So I'm interested to see how it progresses and what comes next. But if you happen to see me walking around and my glasses look a little bit thicker than normal and I'm touching them or muttering to them, you might want to smile. You're probably on candid camera. That wraps up another episode of You Don't Know Flack. If you have feedback about this or any episode of the show, you can always email me directly at Rob O'Hara at RobOHara.com. Join the conversation on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Robcast. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Commodore. Come chat with me on the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server or leave me a message on the podcast hotline, which is 405-486-YDKF. My podcast would not be possible without the support of my patrons, people like Matt Nicholson, Mitsuyama, and Robbie Harris. If you want to be like those people and support my creative endeavors, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Rob O'Hara to get access to behind-the-scenes blog posts, random videos, access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server, and other additional perks. To find out more details, again, visit my page. That is patreon.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. You Don't Know Flack is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the RSS feed, which is at podcast.roboherit.com. To hear more podcasts from me, visit that website, podcast.roboherit.com, for links and information about all my other shows. Congratulations. If you made it this far, you know a little bit more about smart glasses and a little bit more about flack. We'll see you here next time.